driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I screwed it up. <laughs> All right. Call me crazy. Yeah. T-shirt idea. No sleeves. <laughs> a, a hole where the belly button is. <laughs> Whoa. Like a lint access port, yeah. you're saying? Whoa. Yeah. Or maybe it would reduce the lint because the lint from in your belly button comes from your shirts. How about a pocket, oh. but no I shirt guess. beneath the pocket so you can put your hands in and like it scratch your belly. Straight access? Yeah. Oh, like a hoodie you sweatshirt with a with, access without port. Without the back. Out. Yeah, without the back would be cut out. A belly button access port. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Do you think Brian is going to say that? All right, Brian, let's hear it. <laughs> How can I follow that? I mean, these are yeah. like really good ideas that you guys are By the way, out. Lane had those ready, so something's going on in that. So one. did you. What was mine? Belly button open or something? No. That was, was all Lane? That was all Lane. Mine was, mine was sleeveless. <laughs> sleeveless. Sleeveless in Seattle. Uh, so it's a... I have all these ideas, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a line drawing picture of a uh, flatbed. And then on the bottom, the caption says, did we just become best friends? And this okay, is so describing the car ownership. The shitty uh, car. Flatbed is empty. Yes. There's no, there's not That's your right. car on it. That's right. That's right. Just the fact that it's ready to take your shitty car. My name's Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Brian. Uh, this is a Sunday edition. Art is not joining us. Unfortunately, he had a scheduling conflict. Um, and he's probably not going to talk to us ever again. But that's okay. There was a big uh, kerfuffle over us deleting his comments. Yeah, but it's, you know, the rules are the rules. We're not yep. above them. Yeah. <laughs> or below them. However that works. And we are the decider. So, project car updates. Yeah, so I blew up my E46 yesterday. <laughs> Fucking spent four hours waiting, you know, on my, to get home. What does it take wait, minutes? Blowing up a car is a, that's a very severe. No, I think everything, I think everything's quite all right. Uh, uh, Let, refresh my memory. You have not uh, addressed the cooling system since you've bought it. Correct. Knowing that it, you have to do that. Yes. But just waiting till it blew up. No. Oh, okay. Uh, the entire approach is I'm ordering all the parts. Mm-hmm. Preparing to do all the work. So a gating factor for that is cleaning out my garage. <laughs> mm-hmm. We recently moved in mm-hmm. uh, uh, so that I can put the car up in jack stands in there. And I, I want to do it all at once. I don't want to be putting it up, doing some work, taking it down. And so um, it just so happens that I, I believe I've, you know, short of small items that I'm inevitably going to need. Uh, I have all the basic, all, all my parts. It's a pretty big list actually. Yeah. Um, but cooling system was one of the first big orders that I did. And I, I, I just clicked a button on Beamer world. They had a sale going on and it was like full cooling refresh and it's all the parts. Yep. Um, and that's just sitting in my garage. So anyways, uh, I'm daily driving the E46. All I've done to it so far are, uh, get a, uh, second uh pair of the wide rear wheels and so i could put michelin rubber all around um and you know i did to get that to fit i got some uh, some spacers and wheel studs that's the only thing i've done 
I've literally been waiting on changing the oil even because I have it and, but I got to do all this oil uh, related stuff. So daily driving it on the way home, uh, 15 minutes into the drive, I'm deciding to take the long way home and cause I was going to come all the way over to the West side and I was going to do it the fun way. Uh, 10, 15 minutes in, I hear my belt squeak just momentarily. My steering got a little funky for a second and I'm just like kind of like worried about the funky steering and I'm like kind of like steering a little bit back and forth and then a, a, a light comes on with swishy water. I pull off immediately and shut it down and confirm it's uh, low, uh, uh, low water. How was your temp? Totally fine. It was so the belt break or what happened? No, it's probably what happened slipping. is uh, it uh, what it burst and water was thrown or coolant was thrown uh, like in the whole wheel area and on the belts. And uh, so I think the the belt squeaking was just fluid getting on it and it's slipping and being weird. Your power right? steering pump was the belt was slipping, so you didn't have power steering for a minute. Well, I was thinking, oh, maybe, maybe that was it. Yeah. I was thinking that it was actually coolant underneath the tire. No, no, it'd be on your, on your belt. Yeah, power, power steering belt. probably got a little weird for that, a second there. That yeah. maybe makes more sense. And back on assisting. And I just saw coolant coming, like it was like through the rim and everything. Oh. So I didn't, you know, I just pulled over. I luckily, I was going down Bear Creek Road. Luckily it was short into my trip because uh, I was like barely in cell service where I was Um, and any deeper and I would have been out I'm pretty sure not only that there's not a lot of great turnaround or turnouts yeah Yeah, so I and and interestingly I I wasn't on 17 like it was pretty random that I was doing Bear Creek that would have sucked four hours inside of 17 not to mention no but they wouldn't let you sit there for four hours oh they would yeah Mm -hmm. probably not but I mean depending on where I was on 17 like I didn't want to keep running the motor right like yeah i probably could have found a safe pullout but you've done that what before. if i couldn't yeah um and with the corvette i had no choice and i just got super lucky there that it was a, a, the, the only really good spot um so anyways uh i haven't looked at any of it you know i i, I just saw that it was uh uh, coolant low and I saw that it was sprayed everywhere you know normally I would like start disassembling stuff to look but it's like I'm just going to do all this later anyways so um, a little bit of a fiasco going in between uh, some different insurance companies to get the right people to come out four hours later I was home but <laughs> um, it, you know it's just kind of like it's it's funny because you know, with between work and family stuff, uh, I'm, I'm pretty tight schedule wise. And so I'm literally putting it in my calendar on yesterday, Monday night, I had it in the calendar, like put BMW up on jack stands for work that I had planned to do starting Friday. Um, and, uh, literally Sunday was the first day that the garage was completely empty, ready for the car. Monday blow the <laughs> blow the cooling system and um and and so like I literally that was the following day I'm able to pull it right in. So you mentioned that the parts there. you have the parts needed. What so what blew? I don't know yet. Oh okay. You yeah. just know that it you probably have the right. I, parts. I'm pretty sure it's a hose. Okay. Uh, it wasn't the radiator or something. I I don't think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because you know I got a pretty good view. It's the it's the end caps that blow right. Yeah. Uh, Tan- the tanks. The tanks, yeah. but um. 
it seemed a little deeper in, so I think it's a hose. Okay. We'll see. All right. I'm hoping it's not the radiator. Yeah, um, and I doubt it. it oh, did you not buy a new radiator? No, I have one, but I was hoping Thomas had... So I've got Thomas's car at my house, actually, right now, because I want to uh, yank the uh, some of the stuff off of it, and his radiator is leaking. Oh. And he's been driving like that for a while, and I just did... I'm, I'm doing a new one, so it was like, I'm just going to give him my, you know, working one. Right, so it would right. be nice if that isn't what failed, because yeah. then he could use it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, I doubt it. It would have been more catastrophic or more you would have noticed. Maybe. They s- steam and, yeah, they're easy to see. I would, yeah. I'd be surprised if you didn't look down and go, oh, it's a radiator. I mean, there was, you know, I, I it was only after I, it wasn't a great deal of steam. It was like only after I stopped and then it started seeping out from mm-hmm. under the hood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of kind of funny, the timing. Um, yeah. Total pain in the ass waiting as usual, but I'm starting to have a more zen approach where it's like, in the beginning, so it happened and it was like it was like four fifteen. And I was like, Yes, I'm right before the rush. I'll get it in. And then I end up freaking being on hold with a couple different people. Yeah. So that my call didn't even go get registered for like another hour. So it was like it was definitely past five. It was like five fifteen, five thirty. And by then <laughs> it was like all bets you know, are off. Yeah. Yeah. Two, three hour you're wait also time. Pretty remote and all yeah. Awesome. And then so they don't want to go up there. Yeah. Turns out too that it's a you know, a little more dramatic. Um just down the road, a few turns away, there was a giant accident. And so uh, the tow truck getting to me had to like go through this thing. You know, they let him by when they weren't letting other traffic by. Uh, he loads me up very quickly. We're on our way out. And then as we're going down the hill, he gets the call uh, that he's got to come back up. And so the deal is CHP has priority over everyone. And so, you know, technically they, he could just drop my car take care of whatever this accident is. Can you imagine? And then put me behind. That's not what happened, but uh, oh I, we did have God. to turn around and it was just like a shift change thing or like the person who was responding to it didn't have the right experience to be able to do this job for the CHP. So he had to jump out and do that and then jump back in and take me home. So that was like another 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> wow. I never, I've never heard of that where if they, it was another accident, they would just drop your shitty car. I mean, I think it's road. completely open, you know, it's yeah. case by case. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I could see that would happening, suck. Though. Right? If it's like a school bus with kids and they're like, sorry, dude, like you're done. <laughs> so the story there was interesting. It was a, I, all, there were three, three cars, one already on a truck when we pull up, um, a BRZ completely sideswiped. And this is on Bear Creek, which is like a fun road. While I was sitting there, I was seeing all these cars blast by, you know, like, you know, maybe 15, 20% of them are like enthusiasts. You can tell, and they're yeah. kind of caning it in the corners, several BRZs for sure. And so my immediate, and then the other one is like a, a Lincoln town car or something that's like kind of facing down the mountain. My immediate thought is, Oh, this guy going through the intersection, uh, in the BRZ was just driving too fast. But the story is that it was the guy in the Lincoln town car plowed into these people. And it wasn't, I thought a car was on the flatbed because, uh, they were already in the process of picking it up, but no, he was towing a car and they, he got hit by, by the tow truck did the tow truck got hit. Uh, so that's a whole other thing you could get wrapped up in. Dude. Um, but anyway, so this Lincoln town car was the guy at fault and he split, he ran off into the mountains. So they were like starting an investigation as we were going through here. Oh, you didn't see the town car. 
I saw the town car. He ran on foot. Oh. He dove down into the redwoods, into the mountains, and started running. And it's a very steep area. Wow. <laughs> gnarly. Dude. Man, that, that guy's day just got Yeah, crazy. that's crazy. There's no... Wow. And obviously, it's the Lincoln Town Car guy, right? Like yeah. Who, yeah. Has, who drives those things? Uh, that guy has a worn out for his arrest, for sure. Yeah. That's why he ran, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, uh, so that was an exciting evening. All right. That's cool. So he was towing. So actually, that brings up the. We went and looked at this really cool rally car collection that oh, you would have loved. Yes. So it's the owner of Dirtfish Rally School. Yeah. He has this really cool collection of basically just art. Like I don't know. It's, it's like pretty- ours and most people's. Like kind of attainable cars and you know cars that are really expensive, but it kind of doesn't matter. He's just a car guy. How many cars are we talking? So we street cars and race cars. Yeah. Yep. So we saw two uh, warehouses that he keeps them stored in. And first of all, shout out to uh, our, our, our host. Our yeah. Host, but he we didn't get to meet the owner of the cars, but we met the caretakers and they were just like, couldn't be nicer and wanting to show us and talk yeah. about the cars. Like, like take the were, covers off, sit in them, whatever it's you like, want to do. Uh, uh, like if we were, if I was showing you Brian, the cars, like that's their level of nice. excitement. It was like, no, let me, uh, did it. they know of the podcast and everything? Mm-hmm. No, I don't Aww. think so. But, um, they, they were awesome. Like taking covers off, pulling cars down off of racks to show us, Whoa. letting us sit in them, take picture, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Totally like they were working hard kind of to show us all the cars. It was yeah. awesome. How many of it was just three of you? Uh, yes, it was three of us and then two of them showing us. And there were probably oh, and there, Adam from Avance was there too. That's right. I would say there was probably 40 cars, something like that, total that we saw. Does that sound right? Um, yeah, yeah, that's about yeah, right. Two, two warehouses, two, two warehouses, warehouses. Yeah. but that's not all of the cars either. One setup that he had that I, at first I was like, this is lame. I would never do this if I was a, you know, baller collector. But then it made a lot of sense is that there was a BMW shop and it was a one big, uh, roll up door and then you drive in and there was multiple bays and racks inside this big warehouse with tall ceilings. And that was on the right side of the building. On the left side was his collection with access to all the tools and no walls or anything. No separation. Like if you drove into the BMW shop, you're going to see all this guy's working uh, collection or some of the cars that were being worked on and stuff. But it makes perfect sense because you're going to need a shop to work on. You're going to need that odd tool once in a while. Shipments, um, just like common knowledge, you know? So he had a couple racks in there for his stuff. And then the other side was a full working BMW shop. Interesting. And, yeah, it uh, kind of offsets the cost of storing too, right? right. I mean, you get to you get all this access. You get actually people working there. Exactly. And uh, you're splitting rent. And you have all the tools. You had jack stands. You had um, you know the chemicals and all that shit. That if you're doing it by yourself, it turns into kind of like you basically have to have a shop. Right. So why not share? Yeah. The space of one. So, anyways, that was cool. Um, huh. And in that garage, you had like a Lancia 037. Dang. A Ford Escort. What was that no, thing? No, no, it was a Mercury Lynx. Like an, <coughs> it was on Bring a Trailer recently, and I looked at it as an '85-ish Mercury Lynx first. First. Didn't gen. you say Kurt K. Photo took the pictures yeah. of it for BAT? And yeah. it was basically Ford wanted to keep the rear engine rally car thing going with this car, even though it was a front-wheel drive vehicle. So they sent it somewhere i'm telling the story wrong i'm sure but it is a rear drive four-cylinder engine 
10,000 RPM, 250 horsepower. NA. NA. Escort. Escort. 80s Escort. White 80s Escort with a killer. Everything was perfect about it. Dude, I could have, I, I'm pretty sure Ali and I were messaging about this one. He was considering buying that one. Dude. Because it was like actually going for a pretty low money. I don't know. It was just sold on Bring a Trailer. The guy, the owner just bought it. And uh, I don't think it went for that much. It is a, such a cool car. It's like period correct. It's special. Big flared fenders. All it's that stuff. stealthy. Yeah. It's like it got, has everything going for it. And uh, so he's going to put some money into it and make it killer and then uh that metro uh mg yeah. which is a fully i mean yeah mg metro i always forget the r4 how the r or 4 r yeah and that car was right before group uh group b dissolved it was being delivered to a customer in the middle east i believe right and then they stopped the racing program and the car was never raced it's perfect as factory oh, wow. group B car. Like he opened the hood uh, where, you know, the trunk is and it was immaculate. You know, like nothing has been broken, touched at all. It's just interior is perfect. Trip. Rothman's livery, um, Renault R5 turbo. With a really cool livery. Yep. A uh, Sierra Cosworth. Uh, RS. RS. 500. Wolf edition. So it's a Merker XR4TI, but. I'm sorry. It's very hard for me to listen because all of it, like just thinking, you don't. I I love this owner. Like it's, it's he amazing. like he must have made money in another fashion. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's like, all I want to really do is rallying. So I'm going to start a rally school. We don't have one of those yeah. that's well known on the West yeah. Coast. And then just has his car collection that's totally in line with that. Like, and, and his other thing is he doesn't like when he gets the cars. He doesn't just like go into them and make them perfect. He keeps them as they he were. Loves them how they came right yeah. from uh-huh. the factory. So. Yeah, that that Cosworth was really cool. It was a gray car with Recaro interior, but it was the German version of the XR4TI. That so it's left hand drive. Good motor too. Really good motor. It had perfect, uh, like the body was perfect. And it's the RS500, which I believe is a homologation car, and it's limited. It was it's it's called the 500 because there was only 500 made. You know, they had to make 500 to right. And this is like the nicest the, one in the world, and it's a killer color. I mean, it was like we were all just blown yeah. away. By oh, he thing. had a Mercedes 190 uh, Cosworth Evo 2 in there. He had several 190Es. Really big into those. So then we go to the other warehouse. And we had to drive there. It was like ten huh. minutes, like ten minutes away. And the um, guys jumped in the car with you, or what? We were following them. Wow. Yeah. In a Cayenne, they were in a Cayenne GTS. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so we go over to this other warehouse, and this is definitely more of like the collection where he keeps like the cars. And it's first thing he has like four modern or three modern 911s. So GT2 RS. Uh huh. GT3 4.0. The 997 GT3 RS 4.0, which was yeah, like, like one crazy collectible. Best right. cars they right. built. I, um, I remember Zwart pulling up in one. Yep. And dark blue. A GT3 RS behind that undercover. And then a 964 RS America. Fully restored. Restored by Canepa. Whoa. Um, Lotus Cortina. Nice. First white gen, colors, classic yeah. white with the green. Um, a Mark One Escort rally car, a the white and blue. Yep. And then he had another Escort. That other Escort was Escort, super cool. It was like a Mark Two. Yeah. Mark and, two. and I sat in that one. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, Citron. Uh, 
blah 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 group. Oh yeah, group the group B, B the crazy thing. Radwood that so we, we've had. Two the now. crazy thing about the you know the four door thing and and with the crazy headlights and mm-hmm. yeah, and the story. The cool thing, the little factoid about that car is that Citroen tried to buy all the all of them Maserati. back. Maserati. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they tried to buy all those sit all those group b cars back because they were so embarrassed by it and they scrapped all the ones that they were able to buy back oh no and so there's only like 20 18 or 20 yeah 20 in existence now now we've seen two of them in like a month's time which is so weird i didn't even know that existed and then he had a 190e cosworth uh evo one in this shop so he had the evo two at the other one that evo one was so cool it had like killer uh houndstooth interior it's not quite as aggressive as the the uh, Evo, Evo two. Evo two. It's just like a rad middle ground, you know. I mean, one ninety E Cosworth is already so killer, but so anyways, the collection was the like tooth is so cool. And he had E thirty M three. So the one thing that made me bring up this story is that he had a dark green uh, Audi Sport Quattro, Ooh. like like a real one, yeah, real. Oh, shit. And he was telling they, the guy was telling us the story about the original, the guy who bought that car originally. He had gone to this, I don't know, he was in the countryside somewhere. I'm probably getting that a little, little, you know, I'm a little off on the story, but he was somewhere. He saw he like stopped at this. He saw some Audi Quattro, like some race cars, and he stopped and said, "I want." that car like will you sell that to me and it was an audi sport quattro full like rally car race car and he goes no that's not for sale and he said okay well here's my information you know call me if one becomes available the guy calls him up a year later or something says i have a car for you if you'd like to buy it still and he says yeah, I'd like it and get me a Sport Quattro street car so I can tow it with it. So the Sport Wait, Quattro is his what? tow vehicle to tow oh his race car. The race yes. Audi. And there's and picture, yes. there's pictures of it on the internet if you look it up in period at the racetrack towing <laughs> the race car. And you can the license plate's the same, everything. Yeah, so that's, still that's carries. the car. Gosh. So it has a tow hitch it, on it. It used to. He says it doesn't have. They they took it off, but it was used as the tow vehicle for this guy tromping around <laughs> Europe, <laughs> racing. So whoever this guy is, he's like DWA Hall of Fame. <laughs> Serious. That's yeah. a story I want to hear more about to answer right. Richard Trent's question. Seriously. Yeah, you need a documentary. And I mean, it's smart in a way because you have spares. Yeah. Oh right. Right. Yeah, it, for either one. Like, if you're driving your tow vehicle and it, like, right. has a coolant leak, right. you're like, ah, fuck, go to the race car. Right. And the green car had some miles on it, too. It yeah. Like 97,000 miles. It was or, a you very, know, something like that. that. So very cool. dark green with white wheels. And the engine compartment, it was kind of, like, a little dirty, like, yeah. dingy. It was, it was super rad. And, like, the 037, they're like, oh, yeah, you drove that thing, like, 300 miles in the last couple of weeks. Like, he drives, they, they drive them all. Yeah. And the rally school is like basically right there, so he could so like rally take any of these cars and like exactly rally, rally school is a bit for, okay. far from those two garages. But wait a 20, second, twenty minute drive. So this guy does have it dialed, right? Because totally. it goes along with the mechanic, the shop, right? Like 
he could be renting the 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 uh you know the rent for the BMW shop could pay for the his rent for the building or something. Yeah. And then he has the people to work on the car. And he's like, where am I gonna drive these cars? Uh yeah. I'll build a rally school around this awesome property where I want to rally and my cars. So that takes us back to Dirtfish, which I was definitely going into it pretty like green. I didn't know anything about their operation other than what I've seen on Instagram. Really nothing. Like right. I've seen a few pictures. I know they do Subarus and FRSs or BRZs yeah. or whatever. Um, but I didn't know much more than that. And uh, it is like real deal, totally serious and on a big scale. They have like 45 full-time employees from office to mechanics to race car dri- or race instructors like think of that right there. I thought it was like five dudes in a portable building and like some oh, that's metal warehouse, right? Too. Yeah, yeah. And it's also on the site of the largest lumberyard in the area that had the largest freestanding wooden building on the West Coast, and it still stands. So I've used it. They drive through it. Whoa! Uh, they did a rally, global rally cross or something through there. Was yeah, that? they did a global rally cross, and it was like. Pastrana and all these people, they I guess they don't drive through it anymore, but they said they would be doing 120 at the end of it. <laughs> and then it's an immediate right hand turn, like a 90 degree turn out of out of the, the on a slick surface the, and everything, yeah. probably. And we got a great tour um of their offices and the rooms that you go learn, you know, like all the basics and stuff. Classroom and, session, yeah. Yeah, and they have a a room three times bigger than this that's all just simulators. Rally simulators all lined up, no state of the art, ready to go. Um, they have conference rooms, all this stuff, and then all the halls are lined with uh, historic race driver suits, for real deal, not replicas that like he is bought. Sweaty, smelly, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Villeneuve and uh, like. I mean, name of a driver. Yeah. Um, he had like the championship. A lot of F1. Vettel yes. and uh, uh, Loeb and uh, crazy stuff. Uh, and, you know, of course, they have like the gift shop. McCray. And all that stuff. It was, yeah, the place is really cool. And they were extremely uh, accommodating. And, yeah. yeah they were their time. Dude. So when are we going? I know. I mean, like you guys had to have been making plans for something. I just kept right? telling them like, well, you know, hopefully we'll be back. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but yeah, I think that's one of those where if you had the money, you would do it once a year. It'd be like an annual trip. You just go and why not? Right. Like, yeah, it's not something you can do all the time. And for us in California, there's no other option. They're, you just don't have it. Other ones, O'Neill back in New Hampshire or whatever it is yeah, or Vermont. But, um, they were saying that it's a much smaller operation. Probably what I'm envisioning was what, what dirt fish, what I thought dirt fish was, is what O'Neill rally school really is, mm-hmm. which is cool. I'm sure it's a lot of fun and stuff. They have a bigger property at O'Neill, but like, yeah, like and the they have like real roads. Yeah. Like pretty incredible. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. There, yeah. Yeah, that's what they were saying. But, um, this looks rad and the, and the office is up on a, a little plateau and you look over you could, this yeah. huge field. I took a video of it. I can show you Brian, but, and the cars are blasting through, you know, going through on this. So you can course. see like most of the stuff going on. It's very cool. Is and, there, uh, spots for like real stage rally roads or is it mostly just open no i think it's like a big course as far as i could gather yeah it doesn't have like tree-lined roads and stuff okay. like that yeah a lot of I, I think it's a little it's like a safer 
version, really. Right. You know, you're not going to like ball up a car there. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. You'd have to try pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but, but but so rad. And then there's like a building across, like way across that you're you're looking. I'm like, oh, what's that little building? Or oh, that's just a hangout for like when you're in the school. People, you know, you can hang out up there and watch everyone do it. You gotta go and I don't know. It is. It's just really cool. And it's an old lumber mill and. Dude, we and they have pictures of the way it was in like the twenties and stuff. It was like a full lumber city, essentially. There was like little houses everywhere. I mean It was definitely like a city. So yeah. cool. Railways. And yeah, there was a stuff. railway going through it. it was super <laughs> cool. And then the drive out there and back from we were in Tacoma and we went out there and it's kinda east of Seattle. Uh really pretty, you know, just beautiful this time of year, especially everything's super green and lush and we had yeah, it was a it's a good drive out there. A little bit of traffic Sounds on the way dreamy. back. It was cool. How far is the drive? Like from, from the airport? Uh, from the airport? Well, it depends when you do Traffic's it. pretty bad there. So. It's pretty bad. But I think it's under an hour to get there from the airport. And once you're out there, you feel very like country. It's, so do people stay out there? These are multi-day classes. That there's hotels there's like nearby. towns, yeah, right yeah. nearby. People stay out there. Dude, like the, the town right there. We, we went through it's like a nothing town like literally like so nothing very, very quaint and they're building this like we thought it was a university it's like that big it's just a high school that's weird uh, yeah commuter school yeah, yeah people living in the mountains rural, i guess there's all stuff and they there's come down i guess there's actually um the guy who gave us the tour is pointing out the neighborhoods and he's there was like 20,000 homes or something crazy like that, a new development. And you could mm -hmm. see the tops of the houses. So it's like a big suburb that they built out there. Yeah. So what's the right way to do this? You guys must've gotten the lowdown on the different courses. Is it you go and you do like three days? Or I think something? you go do so the three day or that starts on, he said it starts on Monday, every week on Monday, a new school starts. And, so and they're they, booked out till November. Wow. Like they are not hurting for new business. That was the other angle. We're like, you know, maybe we'll advertise. No, we didn't mention that at all, but that's what's going they through my mind it. is like, yeah, yeah, they don't need it. <laughs> right. Um, which is impressive because fuck, keeping 40 people employed full time, that's a big operation. And uh, a lot of, you know, new cars have to be I'm sure maintained a lot. They're getting hammered all day long. And, um, yeah, it was just very impressive. So if anyone's interested, look it up. Dirtfish Rally School up in uh Yeah, it was Seattle. super cozy too. It was one of those places like it felt inviting and warm. Yeah. To I, be. The whole time we were up there it was you know, we're just north of where we live, so it felt just like California or, you know, very comfortable. So for us it'd be an easy easy uh, adaptation. I think we should try to put it on a list somehow make it happen um be really really fun but uh yeah and then the, the collection and to think that all those cars he has a freaking rally course any time he can go oh i want to drive my mg metro like what's that like oh Dude, renault we need, to, we need to start a hall of fame list and he needs to be He's very, 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 very <laughs> high up on it and then the porsche thing he said was mainly his his young son who likes driving those cars that got him into 911s and stuff and that's why he has them but it's only in the been in the last couple, couple of years, years yeah. that he's even considered 911s but and he has like the gnarliest cars but i'm also thinking like gt3 rs and a four and a 4.0 like when are you why have those two cars i, I just 
I'm not uh, nuanced enough to well, understand. Well, I mean, you start getting into the collector stuff, and it's like... That's it. Yeah, that's totally it. And that RS America was black on black, 20,000 miles, and it's been restored. So Whoa. it was like the most mint, fresh 964, like shutting the doors and... And then the smell of that GT2 RS is like, so good. oh man, they put some chemical in there that makes you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good, yeah. super good one. But it's rad to see someone too that not only is into these cars that we are, but loves using them and, and showing them off. Like taking time, uh, obviously paying people to take their time and show us like taking the cars off the racks. That's a big deal. And yeah. Yeah. And there was, and it was like, oh yeah, take pictures. It's cool. It doesn't matter. Yeah, do whatever. Yeah. Don't post the address, but other than that, yeah, go for it. All right. And a little, oh, I want to see the full dump. The little photo I mean, dump. I didn't, we didn't, I feel like I didn't, I didn't take that many. It was more I just took a like, little video. I did just my little walk around like of his the last <coughs> warehouse we went into and, uh, I didn't post it yet, but I, I should, um, as we were doing sitting there and, it's funny because the guys showing us the collection are just like us. So we're just bullshitting about someone else's cars, right? It's not like right. there's this weird, like, oh, you're the owner and we need to, I don't know, act differently. Right. It's just we're right. hanging out. And uh, this little kid came in from next door. There was some sort of school, like a after school program or something. Young kid, I'd say he's probably like six or seven, a pretty young kid. Yeah, like eight or something. Kind of yeah. walked over without his parents and... It's kind of like, whoa, what's going on in here? And and the the guy who was showing us the collection was like, oh, do you like cars? Like, which one's your favorite? And he like kind of didn't know what to say and looked around for a second. But you could tell that he was just as excited to show this yeah. young kid the car. Like, yeah, he was almost like over. He's like, come look at him. You can come look. Like, you want to look at you know look at all these? We always we all remember being that kid. Dude, yeah. And yeah, maybe those are the opportunity to show. And maybe that's like the one little spark that all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's like cool weird cars that people keep in warehouses and right and what was that all about and now i can start stealing them (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah so sounds great dirtfish yeah it is i I think that's it's definitely a bucket list gotta do it yeah gotta do it somehow figure it out because that is uh it looks too much fun you've rally crossed i've never even done that i mean I have no frame of reference, really. It's hard. Yeah, I bet. I bet I mean, it is. Because autocross, we've all done that, and it's like pretty straightforward. You know, yep. also hard, especially if you're new, like just getting a mix of the cones. But when you do rally, or when we did rally cross, it was like, and granted, it was in a you know 2010 Mustang uh, automatic, but uh, just the the grip, it's kind of disappointing, actually. Uh, you have yeah. to be really good at it because huh. yeah. it's like, you know, you just want to put power down and, and get around the course. And it's like, no, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that. Right, right. You are sliding and it's like you're constantly feeling like you want to you can go faster. But, you know, learning how to you drive momentum around those courses would be really tough. And I have zero experience. I had, you know, it's like I've done one rally cross event. And, and I was so like, I, I just know six enough. years ago or something. Oh, God. No, it was longer than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, it's just enough of a taste to know that that's difficult. This podcast is sponsored by Haggerty, not just insurance. Haggerty has a new drive share program, which can connect you directly with other enthusiasts who are renting their cars so people can experience them. So this is, instead of getting a rental car at the airport, connect with another enthusiast, get a manual transmission, get a classic car. Haggerty are experts in 
the classic car industry, and now they're connecting with all of their patrons to be able to uh, get classic cars out into the world. Because they're partnered up with this podcast, they put a 10% off discount code. Just put in RAD10 uh, in the little discount code area. That's R-A-D-1-0 to enjoy 10% off your first trip. And um, beyond that, there is Haggerty Insurance. We just have to give a plug. A lot of the cars that we talk about are 80s, 90s stuff. And I think it's not common knowledge that Haggerty insures those types of cars too. So yeah, your Miatas, your Porsche 944s, E30s, all that, all that stuff yeah. we love. Yeah. So check them out. I think they're uh, doing more than you think. So yeah, that was cool. Um, and then we had Radwood at LeMay Car Museum in Tacoma, Washington. And that was a really good show. The museum was open to everyone who had a ticket as well it was included and we we did a little quick tour we didn't have a, we couldn't see it all but um there was some cool stuff in there it was rad they were doing a like a 90s kind of radwood-ish display there was or, a tuner display a tuner so display. it had like 370z that's true had that's a gtr true. I that del sol yeah it had everything but it was like tuner car it had a mark II gti and then but it had like stretched wheels and stretched um, cars. There was a Cadillac display, and there were some Cadillac show cars throughout the years, which was pretty cool. And then uh, I guess a regular exhibit had some heavy hitters. NASCAR. Yeah, the NASCARs that I should say. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Like the early uh, a Dale. Skull car. Dale car. Yeah. Skull. Um, and then Torino. Yeah. How was the uh, How was the turnout? How How did I mean? I think pretty the good. Were high, right? For yeah, pretty good. Um, I think people had a really good time. First of all, the weather was like amazing. So I think we nailed it on that. It was like eighty degrees with a breeze. Tacoma's rad city. Have you been up there, Brian? Yeah, but I've never. I mean, I know SeaTac yeah. Airport, yeah. but that's it. And it's uh, like the per- I've just it's like a really basically really good sized city. The downtown was cool. It wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. Uh, University of Washington's there. It's right on the water. Um, some cool bridges and some brick old brick buildings. It just had a good vibe. I think we were also looking at through like. <coughs> You know, middle of or best weather, middle of July. It's perfect weather. Everything's green. It was just like really, really nice. So well, I think everything is always green. I think so too. But we were also saying that you know, I'm sure the middle of winter when it's freezing fog right. for a week straight, you're like, ah, Tacoma. I don't it know. Still seems like a cool city to be if it was foggy and kind of rainy. Yeah. It seems like one of those. It's just like kind of has a cozy vibe to the whole whole yeah, whole area. It's not. Might- talked to said that seattle has gone crazy with yeah. buildings and uh high rises and, and rent and tech boom and stuff and tacoma is slowly working its way towards that so it's kind of cool like i think it'd be a good spot to to have to be or check out so anyways that was cool good turnout um how many cars three i don't know 350 ish yeah 360 big number yeah yeah um some cool saw some people uh ryan in the 240 volvo from our rallies drove up there in his volvo in his volvo the black black 240 yeah yeah i was actually a little confused because i saw pictures of that and i was like and it was the poster car so he made the trip uh and we had him parked with two uh, so three total 242s and one was this beige one with, with a ls ls something I don't yeah know, ls6 LS. or something killer modified 240 with a badass v8 and i guess ryan was saying and he's like you know volvo 240 fanatic he's like this guy's work is incredible huh. and it was very cool and um 
So anyways, there was like a trio of them. And you call this the honeypot for Volvos, don't you? It really is. There was a couple lifted Volvos. There was some slammed Volvos. There was, yeah. At first, I thought, when I thought about it, I was like, oh, there wasn't that many Volvos. But when I really... Yeah, there's a nice little 242 yeah. down, like a, a turbo downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, V70, uh, V70 T5 manual wagon, which is uh-huh. kind of a rare car. Some cool stuff like that. And then um, Julian drove up there. He's been on our rallies. He's yeah, going on the next yeah. rally. He had a Miata before, right? Yeah, he. I don't know. He drove up in his new Golf or something. Yeah. But he also just bought a 240Z. Brent Coleman oh. was there. Yeah, Brent oh, Coleman. What did Brent drive? He was in a Beat, wasn't he? I don't. I don't know what he was in. I think it was, was he on a Beat? Yeah, it wasn't it his though. Going up yeah. there, yeah, yeah. Um, met some podcast. He's listeners. Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. in Scottsdale. He used to be from up. He used to be up there though. So maybe uh, his, so that's where his roots are. Podcast listeners, which is always really cool, um, meeting some folks. Yeah, Bobby and, Reed, and mm-hmm. and uh, other. I mean, there was actually quite a few. There was a guy wearing the uh, yeah. DWA DMV shirt. Yeah, yeah. there was. Um, which is funny because it's a California inside joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, up there. yeah, right, right. There was a kid. I forget his name, but he goes to the art center. Uh, and he he's from up there, uh-huh. so he came and say, said hi. Oh, uh, Golf Stang. Oh, I think cool. it's you know that guy with the '65 Mustang with the two JZ motor. And it's the Golf livery. Yeah, yeah. And then he also had the Fox body with the over fenders, mm-hmm. the white with the black over fenders. He said he just sold that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he was there with his That's wife. Uh, uh, There's a few more too. I know I'm forgetting. So, yeah. But, but yeah, good turnout. People were dressing up. There was a good little best dress competition with the DJ. A DJ was in a Jeep Scrambler uh, in the back of it. Yeah. And he's DJ. Uh, DJ Scrambler. DJ Scrambler. And his, uh, his license plate is Eggman. <laughs> yeah. Scrambled oh, eggs. Okay. <laughs> How about Beastie Boys, right? Right, right, right? That's right. I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, I, I, I liked Boys it song. just for Beastie Boys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> all in all, good show and rad venue. And we'll definitely try to go back. So hopefully we can go back. We can just live up at dirtfish and yeah i know that's the dream <laughs> yeah the area is really cool um, how about driving roads did you guys get to investigate yeah a little bit way? uh we we were kind of driving around in a lot of traffic um it was also like friday well, we got there thursday and we we did the dirtfish th- dirtfish thing on friday and it was like a friday in july and everyone's going you know all the f- highways and stuff it's just like here if you were going to try to like get out of town on a friday you could see how to get kind of backed up so there's like a lot of traffic but man the road condition was killer super super nice um we didn't see anything rally worthy per se but it was all very lush forested smooth nice roads yeah the road by dirtfish was pretty decent yeah, yeah. And cool bridges and rivers and it's a lot of a lot of potential there. And then the scenery, we'd come around a corner and there's Mount Rainier, just huge snow covered volcano. Very imposing. Yeah, and then big, you know, bays and um islands off in the distance and stuff. It's pretty cool. And Tacoma's rad. So anyways, nothing but good things to say. Stayed in a riff La Quinta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Stay to this hotel, and it was like every time we come come back, there was like a weird party happening in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> and right the, up your alley. The trash can outside is like overflowing. Oh, like yeah. eight people in the hot tub. You're like, oh. <laughs> I guess we'll skip that one. <laughs> in a really tiny hot tub. Um, we rented a new Jetta. That was our rental car. 
pretty good. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. It's okay. What motor? It's like a 1.4. 1.4T, yeah. Yep. 140 horsepower or something. Like, But nice interior. And good stuff. transmission. Yeah. It was okay. Ward was shifting for art. <laughs> I was in the passenger seat. I was the automatic transmission for him. Good. It was pretty good. Yeah. I think it worked. He was happy about it. <laughs> um, so what else? I got the E30 out today. It's yeah. been a while. It's oh, yeah. collecting dust. I fixed the fuel leak. I talked about that last week. <coughs> and I took it for a drive up in the mountains real quick, just behind my house and back. And uh, I passed two E36 M3s, young kids driving with like banner graphics on the windshield. Like it didn't look like they were from around here. And they were super pumped on the E30, apparently. Oh, yeah. I think it was that they were taking a break on the side of the road from a drive, probably. And then I come kind of hustling by and they're like, yeah. Where was this? <laughs> uh, in the mountains. Oh, okay. Yeah. Near the mystery spot. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. So E30's feeling good. I still need tires. Don't know what to do about it. Kind of want to do. Dude, I sent you those wheels, right? Yeah, but they were. I'm 100. You know. Yeah, a full <laughs> fucking day. So um, Lane, I found them. The the 15 inch. So these are takeoffs from a 325iX. Uh huh. And so it's the 15s. Oh yeah. We the basket wheels instead right? of five. Yep. And they, I didn't actually look closely, but were they chrome or something? No. Dude, it was in Mendocino. Yeah, dude. 200, oh. 200 bucks. Dude, that's such a massive drive. It's burly. It's all day. Mando? <laughs> Mando. Yeah, you got a Mando. I'm just fine. <laughs> I know. And the other They're probably set, still available. Well, then uh, Bad Rabbit Habit sent me a set, and they were in Santa Rosa or thereabouts. Yeah. Like, even that's too far. Like, you know, you're not going to do that for wheels? Dude, I would Santa do Rosa. that. I would do Santa Rosa, but it was... I would do Mendo. The dude, you would not. I would do Mendo. You would absolutely. I would not. totally do Mendo. I'd totally do Mendo, bro. No way. Yeah. On Earth, I'd be uh, all over that. I don't think you'd be go out there get shacked, and Lane doesn't even care about his wheels. <laughs> I know. Um. Anyways, good looking out. That's all I'll say about that. They looked kind of tattered, didn't they? I think I saw them. No, that was the set that uh, Bad Rabbit Habit sent us. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a different one, but gotcha. Um, and but, the other so thing, you're still thinking about what to do with wheels. I mean, I just no, feel I like you're I not. Want. I feel like you're not willing to go the extra mile, dude. That's definitely true. Proven time and time again. How how far the extra is, mile is how far Mendo? Is extra mile. Mendo's in our state, and it's not. It's four hours each way. I know. Big deal, dude. Just do it. Big deal. There is a. I mean, this would get. This is another version of going the extra mile. There's an, uh, a NASA event up at Thunderhill. If you could wrangle the right folks, you could have somebody meet at Thunderhill and then have them truck it down to you. Logistically difficult. You got to go the extra mile here, Warren. I'm not willing to go the extra mile, apparently. Yeah, that's what Lane said. Um, right. I'm correct. I want to go the extra mile and make this happen, but uh, I am... I guess I'm I, just optimistic that something will come up closer. Or, dude, I think you should try. Or I'll just get another set of It's only been like 10 years. Okay, try some 14-inch Michelins. Lane, 14-inch What, like Michelin. all seasons? No, truck tires, man. Oh, all seasons. Those are all seasons, the Defenders. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't want that. Dude, look at what he's riding. Look at what the tire he has right now. What do you call that? Those are oh. radial TAs. That's an all-season, dude. Crisp. It is, but it's like crisp. What does TA mean again? Crisp handling. What, what does TA, TA mean? mean? You said it. It's AT backwards. 
Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Terrain. Oh, traction. Terrain, anything. Advantage. It is. Advantage. Yep. So those are the best. Um, Dude, what I'm saying, Lane, is the bar is set very low. I know, but I think the Michelins could be a good tire for him. They're ugly, too. No, they're not. It's the benefit of getting a truck tire is one, you can get a beefy freaking size. You can be. Okay, here's the other and idea. It's a classic actual it's a classic tread pattern. Here's a new idea that we discussed in in Pacific Northwest. I don't is, think we need a new idea. I think that idea is right. It's not right for 14s. a few reasons. Just shut up for a second. Vredestein. I will. Guigaro. Whatever. Chujaro. I don't think and, those wait, look listen, right. Listen. I've I've seen them. They're listen. on freaking <laughs> stop. stop talking. Stop. I'll stop. Shave I'll stop. the sidewall. Like okay. John Bullock did okay. with his custom tires and? for the GTO, and put stencil Avon on the side. So new rubber. They're not beefy enough, dude. I've seen. They're them. the exact same as the defenders you're you're preaching. They're the exact same beef. Guarantee they're not. They're no. lean beef. <laughs> lean beef. What size do you get? I don't know what size they come in. One ninety five at least. I think one ninety five. You could probably get a two. Two Twomp Five no. Defender. <laughs> two I don't think they make them. Fives. In a 14. I don't think they do. Garen friggin' T. But it will look ridiculous. That's what I'm trying to so tell you. Spin it down to a 215 or a two, dude, 205. Okay, okay. The solution is just find some fucking wheels, dude. Find some 15s. Out three four lug. Fine. BMW. You already found them. They're in Mendocino. They're only $200. A full day. How much of are you my willing life? to spend? Yeah, dude. On wheels. I don't know. 600 bucks. <clears throat> You're only buying used. Yeah. Well, unless you know of a new set that would be appropriate on my car. I don't know. Rotas is like, I don't know. Four lug. There's not a lot of options. We got to import. Import. ATS. DTCs. They look pretty good, dude. I sent them to you. I kind of remember that. It's definitely like questionable. Ooh. But I, I mean, like it's that. questionable. It's just a little bit more round than, you know, I think I've re- it's a little bit more nineties now that I'm you hearing want. you talk. Yeah, I'm but really... dude, but I mean, when I say questionable, I'm, I'm I'm giving it to you that, you know, it's on the edge. But what I'm saying is they look fucking good, and it's an ATS. I like ATS as a I know. as a brand. I'm down with I know. that. Lane, Lane Lane's looking at it. What's the verdict, Lane? Nah. ATS DTC E30. Nah. Let me see. No, type in E30. I don't dog. care to see it on the car. I'm see. looking at the wheel. It's like a Ferrari 430 scud wheel. Yeah. But you guys aren't doing it right. I'm telling you, look <laughs> at it on the car. It's very easy. It's three more <laughs> letters there. <laughs> e30. Mhm. I also couldn't find any pictures of the Michelin Defender on an E30. No one has done this. No. No so one has. I'm terrified by that. Well, did you see the one the the Defenders on the freaking uh, 240Z at Cars and Coffee. Uh, I think I'm. Yeah, it looked awful. Oh, looked awful. Lane, just that was a really nice. That was a really. I, what do you mean? I just about to hate. It was a nice looking car, but that was that tire setup looked, that let it down. Did not look good. The other, if you guys remember the discussion that we had on the podcast after? It was like there was a. It was noted that it was interesting that it had a classic looking tread design, and it was the right. You have to now. I feel like I'm uh, talking a little bit crazy here, and 99.9% of the listeners are going to think I'm absolutely nuts for suggesting a truck tire. But if you want sidewall, 
That is an option. I have and sidewall. That is not my problem. Your tires suck. They don't suck that bad. Well, obviously, <laughs> I think can't that, have a reasonable discussion here. Well, no, I think that what you have going for you is the rubber quality on that Defender's good. Yes, but that's what I'm talking about. But and the look is the right. design yeah, of it. Spindly ass bullshit. The design of the tread and the shoulders of the tire are whack as ice. Nope. Less whack than And your... you also don't know. You're 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 uh, you want me to guinea pig this whole scenario. Yeah, get, man. Don't just get wheels. I'm just getting wheels. And then what do I get with 15s? I don't you'd have to tell me, dude. I don't know. That's the fucking other uh, problem. Do they make BF uh sorry uh Yeah, it doesn't look good. Dude, dude Lane, you just Do they make so I just weird. looked at them. I just typed in E30. I know, I was looking, but if you maybe you were looking at 18s, dude. No, no, they were little. They're but they're kind of spindly you like the can middle. Get 15s. I know, I'm you looking can't at, even order these. There's no distribution in 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 tires right there. The United States anyways. Right, yes. I was looking at these. Like they're little. I don't think those are 15s. So I, if I do get 15s, I can go with some aggressive summer tires like the R888s. No, you don't want that. I don't. I'm right back to where I started because I can't How get about, Michelin uh, uh, The thing that I don't understand is we know and love Michelin tires. Yes. No, you and can get... it's very low cost for you to try something new. He, he can get the what... You can get the what's it called. It's like um, Travis has on his car. And I had the Continentals. Another, mm, you can get the Conti Michelin. Sport yeah. twos, which are killer tire. Yeah, yeah. They're like a, a small step down from a Michelin PS4. Right. Those are in 15s, and those come in 15s. Okay. Travis's 914. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is our 15s, and he has 205 something. Yep. Okay. So you know. can definitely get a good tire, and that's a good like all round tire. It's good and wet, good yeah. and dry. I'd Is he gonna get the same meat that he has right now? No, but I okay. don't think so. But I mean, I think there's a point where looks only take you so far. Well, that's the problem that I'm having now. Although those tires lasted a long time, but now they're they're protesting at yeah lower speeds at lower speed ever, ever used to yeah and just warm out so. I could get a new set and it'd be totally fine, but um, and are there any other? I mean, I haven't scrubbed the site, but there are there any other options? Falcon Michelin, Z- Falcon Zenith for 14s. Falcon Zenith is the only other option. Sounds like a funny name for a Michelin. <laughs> no, no, there's no Michelins. No, no, no. Either you're talking about well, there is a Michelin that I just described to you, but the Defender, are yeah, no other ones. Nothing that would even be remotely considered. No. There. I mean, because uh, there are a lot of different factors here. I mean, I know. having super high grip is not necessarily the goal. I mean, no, no, our, no. I just want something that our friend Paul at Auto Kennel would on purpose buy shitty tires because they were more fun. I can, I can get down with that, but I don't want it to be squealing around turns. Yeah, and you also want it to feel like the steering to yeah. feel right and yeah. all that and, stuff, right? And, I know looks aren't everything, but let's be honest. I don't want to have a shitty modern tire yeah. that isn't purposeful. I'm just gonna be disappointed if you if you. Uh, I mean, I kind of feel the sidewall suffers a lot. I, I understand that to get a reasonable tire, it's gonna suffer, but yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna be disappointed. Brian, I do feel you on the why not just get the Michelins if you have the opportunity. Right. If the cost is right, not. I mean, am I talking nothing? crazy here? And just, I think I I've driven these on my Jeep Grand Cherokee, and 
<laughs> like they actually feel pretty good. I mean, it was a drastic, dramatic difference between the Goodyear whatever crap, the Forteras uh, that were on it. I noticed it was a noticeable difference in the driving dynamics when I put these tires on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's a completely different scenario. So it's really probably not a lot of good data, but you might be, there's a, if there's a low cost to try this, you might be pleasantly surprised. And I think, you know, I think that to have a our, our argument on looks, we would have to see it probably. Okay, but that I will grant. How you about you get those I, and shave the sidewalls? I've been trying to look for even a picture of the wider. No, you're not going to find it, dude. dude. You're charting new territory. <sighs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want. It's a shitty risk to take. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to be really bummed, and it's going to be a lot of work to try to rectify that. Yeah. It is mounting and balancing sucks. Oh, well, not that. How I'm about doing this it, uh, project car update? Um, so I, uh, you guys know I had those C4 Corvette wheels. Yeah. I threw them up on Craigslist. I thought $200 was a reasonable asking price. You know, uh, no bites. I can't give these things away. I, I talked about it on the podcast. I ended up paying $40 to get rid of them at the dump. What? Oh my God. Why? Dude? What else do I do? Tire shop? Because I just dropped them off at like Gondez tires. Dude, you totally could have. Why don't you put them up for $50? I mean, it's like no who is no one is looking oh, for this stuff. Oh. Weird. Who is looking for it? Well, I mark this podcast down right now. You go on a Corvette forum and post them. They'll be soon. Do you think I want to do that? Why not? And then you got to ship them. It. Yeah, you're gonna have to ship them to someone and fucking box. Them I mean, up. It, it was definitely a, a, a last minute decision where I had I borrowed a, a utility trailer from Thomas because I was cleaning out all this cardboard from our side yard, and that's where they were stacked, and it was like. I'd had them up. I, you know, I, I reposted the ad one more time, talked to my neighbor who has a C4 Corvette and he didn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah. And it's like, you I have, that? I have a trailer right now. I'm going to the dump. Let's just, I didn't know that it was going to cost 40 bucks, yeah. but at the time it's like, well now I have them and yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to move these things one more time. Yeah, I, I have like. no idea who's interested. I feel like the V-Dub guys are too. <laughs> I've seen them on a bunch yeah, of Yeah, they fit on like Mark too. fives and yeah. stuff. Right? But, um, I mean, if they're, uh, you know, I threw salad shooters in the freaking ad, which I think is what people call those things in the V-Dub world. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if, if any V-Dub people were looking for those, and you know, and them. they didn't they didn't see my ad, and that's okay. That, you yeah, should have yeah, put them on the uh, car lounge. Well, no, so but right. you should have put them on DWA uh, Instagram. Never know. Free, free thirty free to get home. Yeah, that just sucks because there's somebody out there that was and they're a good wheel, right? They're a forged. Yeah, yeah, like they're like it's real just kind of like sad to throw away sad. something like. But it's at the kinda, same time, you know what's not sad is me not having to fucking move. I feel things. you. And I've done the same thing. Yeah. I threw away some bone dials I had, you know? Right. And I think I threw away some very good ones, like 16 by 8. that only came <laughs> on 86 turbos, and they're super rare. And I think I just threw those away. Right. Because I didn't want to deal with selling them, and they yeah. weren't worth it, you know? Yeah. But now I think there's probably some interest and. I mean, I mean so. we gave away Fuchs with that 944. <laughs> well, no, we did not. Yeah, we did. We didn't know, dude. You, Where'd the Fuchs go? Those. Where'd they go? Someone kept those Fuchs. I don't think so. You don't Fuchs so? I don't Fuchs so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm pretty sure huh. we'd put throw away. Wheel so we put the, uh, the phone dials on that. 
Yeah. Because we had a set of Fonda. I remember our conversation about it because we knew that those were like, well, I mean, because we were sensitive to the fact that we should not be racing lemons with these wheels. Because the the wheels were, even then, were worth more than the the car. People were calling us out on that. Yeah. Like second race. They were gold. And they were all fucking painted up because from rubbing and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Before I forget, August 4th, driving while awesome morning motors on Western and Highway 1. Western Drive and Highway 1, old Wrigley building. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's kind of a new era. New era. So, yeah. Just thought about it right now. I know I'd forget to say it. Uh-huh. So, another thing that I'm just thinking about right now, I didn't mention on the previous podcast, but uh, I went go-karting. It was super fun. We did uh, the whole... Um, indoor, outdoor? thing. Yeah, indoor, outdoor. Ran two sessions this time. Whoa, who, who'd you go with? The whole crew? Yeah. Don't ask me to name names, Lane. How'd you do this time? Did you... Uh, second in the first group, which was the fast group, and first in the second group. Nice. Dude, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, Jeff, Lotus Jeff. What's Jeff's last name? Jeff Wise. Wise. Killed Wise. it. Nice. So, um, previously it was... Uh, uh, last time I went, it was uh, this dude, Dan, that beat me. I ended up beating him this time, but then Jeff Wise came in. He didn't do the first one. He came in. He only ran one of the sessions and uh, cleaned house. He How was do you guys, super fast. Well, he drives a go-kart every day. Yeah. I guess that's yeah, definitely it, helps. Right? Definitely helps. How do you guys separate these fast and slow groups? We don't. It was just whoever signed up. It just ended up being that the first group was faster. I see. So you didn't know until after the results. Correct. Got it. Got it. I mean, you saw the with the qualifying times. And yeah. Times. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And so a few of us. Uh, How'd you qualify? Did you do well? Um, I think it was. Were we on exactly the, the same? Actually, oh, I think yeah. I was. I think I qualified second. Mm-hmm. And. Um. No, maybe I qualified. No, I think I, maybe I qualified third for the first group. Yeah, um, and finished second, and then uh, qualified first and finished first for the, the other one. Nice. And so a few of us did uh, these two groups, and it's pretty gnarly. So when we went last time, uh, it was all just one group, and you drive all the way out to Fremont, and then the thing's over in like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I left thinking damn that's like a lot of driving for yeah. a little bit of driving <laughs> it's kind of expensive too though it I is mean, and that's right. another thing to I do mean, it, it was 75 bucks yeah uh so it was 150 bucks yeah but like whatever i mean this is the experience i'm i'm making the trip out there if if i find that if i have uh, determined that it's too expensive to do this it's not worth it then yeah. i do but pretty easy drive though i mean it's far, it's kind of far but it's Dude, i mean on a on a so weekend easy. driving from uh, the Santa Cruz area over yeah. out to Fremont. This is in the daytime or night or daytime. What so it's Cause like driving back noon. sucks. If you hit that beach traffic, uh, the traffic wasn't that bad. Okay. Cause yeah. we're, so it starts at noon. <coughs> so you're driving out when no, you know, no traffic going out, yeah. of course. Um, and then by the time you come back, the it's, way, it, it's like, down. yeah, like, it's like when we came back three, from the airport, 3 p.m. 2:30. Oh, that can be bad, dude. Three, no, no, three o'clock. We, we just did that. No, I don't know. I feel like every I think time it I can go, be, it wasn't. Every time I go to you, that's like the that, main reason dude, I haven't been to Alex's Cars and Coffee in a while. Is just like that's dreading that so drive back, and maybe that's like that's 12 o'clock or one yeah. that I'm that's coming totally home. Different. Yeah, that's totally different. 
Yeah, that's almost prime time. Like, dude, 10, 30, 11 is like... I've had it where I just drive all the way up to 92 and cross over because oh, I'm dude. over it, dude. Yeah, it's terrible. Like that whole Los Gatos gnarliness. And the problem is you can't take back roads until you're like... You go through in, Saratoga and all that, but, yeah. you, but you have to get, you, you're in traffic that whole time just whole getting time. to where you can go to Saratoga. Yeah. So miserable. So, and so that factors in. It's like, if I'm going to be doing, risking this, you know, sitting in traffic, it's like, might as well do too. So then I left this time feeling totally drained. Like, yeah, I definitely got all the go-karting I wanted. And I was, my back was sore for like four or five days after. Um, it's always my forearms that would get really sore. For some reason, I, I was able to get away without that this time. Mm. I, I think that yeah, I, I, I was, I was worried about it. And so I think I was driving a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So much fun though. It really is. It's it's a great, I mean, that's why I did it for so long. It's such a, you get so much out of it that you have to go to get more motorsport, (laughs) like in your life. You have to really jump, go to a huge level up above that. Yeah. And Marvin and I, we, uh, drove out together, uh, in his, uh, 996 cab. Nice. He, He let me drive on the way out. Nice. Which very impressive car it's that's just a super cool car yeah um uh, you know the flat six and the uh, you know all the driving dynamics it's all there it's it's been a long time since i've been in a 996 nice. uh, especially behind the wheel so that was cool but he was joke. you know we were joking that it's like do you have the top you know, down yeah we did yeah, we had to you did yeah yeah you guys are just going to get ice gold, cream dude, that thing is like rose gold dude or it's full grandma spec yeah yeah rose gold uh uh cab uh-huh. <laughs> but it's manual yep that's that helps yeah uh, and, and be, it's it's all-wheel drive too i want to be clear that the type of go-karts you're driving are gas powered yeah we we do not <laughs> endorse condo- endorse or condone uh the electric go-karts i've had a lot of fun on electric carts, but I think it's a very unique situation that might not even exist anymore. Right. Like finding one that doesn't turn it down or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so like Marvin was joking that it's like, you know, his wife doesn't understand it at all. The go-kart thing. It's like, you know, you're doing kid stuff and it's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, we kind of are, but afterwards it's like a different, you know, you get, get a lot out of it. I can understand exactly like so. where else are you able to drive 10 tents? Right. So, yeah. Even on a tra- like a track day in your car, you're not going to drive 10 tents. No. Uh, these have, you know, these have barriers on the cart. Yeah. And you're Close plastic wheel barriers. Wheel racing. Yeah. And you're not going to, on a track day, you're not wheel to wheel racing. No. And it's you a cart. To, you don't, a vehicle you don't have to worry about at all. Right. You show up and jump in. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Is that time? Yeah. It's trivia time. All right. I'm looking at this excellent magazine that Haggerty produces um, for people who love cars. Haggerty. And uh, they have a an little, I guess, a profile. Have you seen their hashtag? It's like never stop driving. Is that it? And every time I see it, I think of the uh, Andy Sandberg movie, Never Stop, Stop. Never Stop, Not Stop. Never Stop, Not, yeah, Stop, <laughs> Not, Stop, Stopping or something. Yeah. It's like yeah. the Warriors won't, won't win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a little profile on the Chevy 454 SS Silverado. This was introduced in 1990. We love them around here. At least I can speak for all of us. Uh, look at this. This is that yeah, that's print is so killer. So, good. so 454. The, all the for those listening at home, all the reflections, all the night. 
Yes, it has like exactly. Some, some all the some neon lights, lights in the background. Some neon is is uh, blurred, and it's a burgundy velour interior, burgundy dashboard on oh, a, yeah. with a black truck. Um, give me horsepower of this. This was the the biggest, baddest truck motor they had what in year? 1990. For <sighs> the 454 SS horsepower, 280. Two forty. Good guesses. Good guesses. Two thirty. Lane two thirty. Three hundred eighty-five pound-feet of torque. Three eighty-five. That's the real number. So they yeah. only got. It's three thirty. Two thirty. You said two thirty. So they only got ten more horsepower than a Fox Body Mustang with a three hundred two. Yeah, but that torque. Good oh, torque. Yeah. Um, and then curb weight. This is a, a short bed standard cab. So the basically the lightest truck you could get and bucket seats, two wheel drive, curb weight. But it did have the big motor, so I guess I bet there was a lighter spec, but um, this is a pretty light one. But big, and this is big, an automatic too, right? Yeah, yep. Column shifted, not much change with that stuff as far as I can tell. And Tom, our buddy Tom, had his parents bought. A Z71 in 1990, the first year of that Silverado body style. I thought 89 was the first year of that body style. Yeah, maybe it was 89. The Z71, I think, might have been 90. Okay. 40, 42. 42 for Brian. Oh, that's crazy. I had 41 in my head. 4,406 oh. pounds. Brian won. Brian won. It's a tie so far. Um, price when new is $18,295. Haggerty, number three value. Eleven to seventeen thousand today. So there you go, the Chevy four fifty four SS, and that's a number three value. So like a driver. Yeah. Can you wing a uh, tiebreaker between Lane and I? Um. What is the first descriptive word of a Summerfest logger? Don't look at the packaging. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> refreshing. Brian says refreshing. Lane. Um, cozy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys use that word like eight times in this podcast. No, I use it a lot. We have I'm refreshing from Brian. Guy. Don't skirt the issue here. Lane says smooth. <laughs> Crisp, crisp <laughs> handling. <laughs> it all goes back to radial uh, TAs. Uh, known. You're in a better summer fest. By the way, a very good beer. And that's a podcast. Good. When I when I saw the word crisp, when I cheated while I was waiting for Lane to answer, I immediately, my heart sank. I was like, <laughs> damn it. Refreshing. Um, and all signs point to Warren getting the crisp handling. It's all going back. No. TAs no. again. It's going no. back. Just because yeah. full circle. beer does not take away from the Full circle. Thank you, Lane. Yep. Is that what you're it. suggesting, Lane? No. <laughs> Goodbye. Next you just Good like night. saying the word crisp. T-shirt idea. No sleeves. <laughs> a, a hole where the belly button is. <laughs> Whoa.